Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. I haven't just circled January 13th on my calendar. I've covered it in chocolate sauce and yellow highlighter. That's going to be delicious. The National Hockey League is coming back. It's coming back. January 3rd is when your Edmonton Oilers will hit the ice for training camp. January 13th is when the regular season will start. Now, we do not have a schedule at this point. Hopefully, we get that before Christmas. We do know... Thanks to Oilers general manager Ken Holland on a Zoom availability earlier today that the two teams in the North Division who the Oilers will play 10 times each will indeed be the Calgary Flames and the Vancouver Canucks. They will play nine games each against Winnipeg, Ottawa, Toronto, and Montreal. Jim Matheson from Post Media, Hall of Fame writer, has tweeted out tonight that he believes it's going to be Oilers and Canucks in the first game of the season. Don't know what day that's going to be. The league starts on the 13th. That doesn't mean every single team is going to play on the 13th, but we will have NHL hockey games coming up pretty soon. That's the big news from over the weekend. We'll dive into that tonight. I mentioned Ken Holland spoke today. We'll look at some of the highlights from his conversations. He was uh, on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer earlier. Then he held uh, a little bit while later a Zoom availability with Assembled Media. So we'll get to some of the key storylines that he talked about. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on the show after the 6.30 news. The Nuge, he's back in town, was in Vancouver Drove into Edmonton yesterday, so because he drove, he does a five-day quarantine, then he's going to get back on the ice here in Edmonton, getting ready for training camp. And, of course, there's been some discussion here around Nugent Hopkins' next contract. His current deal expires at the end of the upcoming season. Jack Michaels will chime in tonight as well. And for the final time in 2020, the Double E Coaches Show with Scott Milanovic and Morley Scott. That is coming up between 7.30 and 8. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. You can get in touch. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. You can call or text. It's the same number, 780-496-0063. And you can email inside sports at 630ched.com. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of this show, for filling in hosting last week as uh, I took my final few days of holidays for the 2020 calendar. I went to some uh, exotic places last week during my time off. For example, the other corner of the park that's across from my street, uh, I went to an area of my uh, of my furnace room in the basement that I, I don't often visit. That was uh, quite interesting. And uh, when I did have to go for a drive, I left through the north end of the alley instead of the south end. So I really did get to see some new places while I, I was away. All right. So let's let's break some stuff down here because Ken Holland did make some pretty significant 
revelations today during his media availabilities. And the first one, and this is really the headline today, what is going on with defenseman Oscar Clefbaum? I talked to Clef a week ago. He's he's out. He's, okay. he's, he will not. He's out for 2021. He's exploring his options. His uh, his uh, he's shooting for uh, trying to play. To, he's trying to be in camp in uh, in September. Um, shooting for the 21-22 season. And I know that uh, he's he's kind of, you know he's talking to some people whether he should have uh, shoulder surgery or uh, if he's better off to just get time off. But he's definitely uh, will not be in camp will not play for the 2021 season and um he's hoping he's hoping to be ready for uh, for for next season all right so we knew that was a very distinct possibility it wasn't totally for sure in earlier conversations and this is going back even to late september ken holland had said he didn't expect to have oscar clefbaum on the uh, on the oilers at the start of the season and maybe for the whole year so it does turn out to be for the entire season clefbaum is out you heard holland say now we know that the the nhl wants to get back on calendar for the 21 uh, sorry for the 2021 season so the one that's sorry i can't even keep track of the years anymore damn pandemic for the, for the season that's going to start in september of, of uh 2021 that's when clefbaum wants to be back i did find it noteworthy today though that holland said oscar clefbaum has not yet had surgery which potentially if that keeps getting delayed and then he decides to have surgery into the new year does that even affect his availability for next fall but for the time being we take holland at his word no clef bomb to at all for the upcoming 56 game season plus playoffs and then should have clef bomb when they get back into september so that's what the nhl wants to do they want to be back on calendar for september of 2021 which means training camp starting around the 15th you know the key dates coming up january 3rd camp January 13th, the game start. The trade deadline will be April 12th, usually right around when the playoffs start. Last day of the regular season, May 8th. So the Stanley Cup gets handed out probably second week of July. And then it's going to be crazy the last week of July. The expansion draft for the Seattle Squids is on July 21st. The NHL draft is July 23rd and 24th. Free agency is july 28th that's going to be nuts then august will probably be a bit of downtime and they come back for training camp so that's the situation there we have rocket ready to chime in on the open line this evening rocket thanks for calling go ahead oh it's robert i apologize i have to learn how to read text messages properly robert go ahead uh hey reed how's it going good oh i have a I have a couple thoughts on on the uh, on the new season, particularly on the Oilers. I think we're I think they're uh, I think they're a little bit deeper up front, like with the addition of Curse and Cahoon. And no, I thought so. I, I think that'll help. But I mean, obviously, I think we'll miss Clefbaum on the back end. But I think the uh, the addition of Barry, I think, will help too. So, I agree yeah. with you there. Now, where do you stand on Yessi Pugliarvi, though? I think Turris and Cahoon can come in and do some good work. Where do you stand on Pugliarvi? Well, I mean, you know what? I mean, I think he. I mean, I think if he, I think he starts in the bottom six, obviously third or third or fourth line, and then you know, like, no, then that give him a chance to prove himself and uh, and work his way up. Which I mean, I, I mean, 
I truly believe he can. I think he may. I, I mean, I think by maybe maybe by the midway point of the season, maybe maybe he makes it into the top six. Okay. And then, uh, uh, no, no, well, and then as far as the as far as the goaltending goes, I mean, you know what? I think I think with uh, Smith and Koskinen, I think they can. I think they can both do the job. They've proven that. I mean, Smith last year only only really had the one off month, which was in December. So, I mean, I think uh, I think ultimately the goaltending, I I I, I want to say it's fine. And then you know, but and then but we do we do do have the option to maybe put in Forsberg if we need him. Yeah. Yeah, he could he could maybe be a, a bit of a good number three guy if they need somebody. Robert, it's nice to hear from you again, buddy. We're going to be talking a lot of hockey. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, Reed. All right, that is Robert, 780-496-0063. So no cleft bomb. That is a blow. Barry, I'm pretty confident on what Barry can bring to the team. I think the power play, and again, I know a lot of people think I'm crazy. I think the power play has the potential to maybe even be a little better than it was last year at 29.5%. I understand the concerns about some of Barry's defending and five-on-five play, uh, but I know I've talked to some people as well who have said, Reed, he's not nearly as bad as he gets painted, and don't forget, he was a lot better in Toronto after they made the coaching change. He played uh, a lot better under Keefe than he did under Babcock, so some things to keep in mind. But having said that, the Oilers still might need to round out the defense score a little bit. You can look down the right side, and you see Ethan Bear. We'll talk more about him later on tonight. You see Adam Larson. You see Tyson Berry. On the left side, you see Darnell Nurse. He'll have to take on more responsibility. You see Caleb Jones. He'll have to take on more responsibility. You got the old battleship Chris Russell back there. What about maybe adding somebody for a little left-shot depth? Well, Stoffer asked Holland today, do you want to bring in somebody on a professional tryout contract? Well, we do want to try to get to as close to those numbers as we can, the 36 skaters. I know that one of the things that uh, Dave Tippett wants to do um, is we want to have some scrimmages. We want to have some game, some game, you know, with no preseason games, we want to, we want to have some game, some game, uh, you know, some games, some, some preseason, our own internal preseason games. So um, uh, we can also, I don't see us inviting any NHL forwards to camp. I, I We've got all the forwards signed that we need. Maybe we maybe we bring uh, a couple of players up from Bakersfield that are on American League contracts to to, to to fill out. And I think uh, you know certainly on the defense end, I'm 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 exploring uh, I'm exploring options as to what we do. But uh, we we do want to bring as close to those numbers as we can to so we can play some games. Yeah, 36 players can be in camp not counting goaltenders 36 skaters and when he says playing some games he means internal scrimmages there will be no preseason no exhibition games against other nhl teams but dave tippen and the coaching staff want to be able to have pretty much full-fledged scrimmages where players can get out there and be really competitive against each other so he said you know forwards we should be fine maybe you can include a couple bakersfield condors forwards in that number but it sounds like if there is going to be some sort of roster change before the season it would be to round out the defense and i think we can assume probably the left side on the right side now here's another storyline to follow between now and the start of camp ethan bear restricted free agent defenseman does not have a contract holland gave the update I'm always concerned um, until you get a deal done. Um, 
uh, you know, we've had talks, we've had talks. Um, I've had, uh, you know, Bill Scott has a real relationship with, with Ethan's agent. So I've got Bill Scott, uh, um, really being the point person. Um, you know, we've had, we've had a number of talks. We, we got to get at it now. We got to get at it. Certainly, certainly, you know, Ethan's not in Edmonton is my understanding. And, uh, I'm not sure where, you know, I, I think he was out, he was outside of Edmonton. So certainly in order to be ready for day one of camp, um, on the ice, you got to be in Edmonton on the 26th of December. And, and then you've got the eight days of quarantining, you know, day one, three, five, and seven, uh, you got to uh, get tested and four negative tests in day eight. So if you go from uh, December 26th and eight days is around January the 3rd. So certainly um, um, got to try to find a, a solution to get him. I would like him in camp. I'd like him signed. I'm sure I'm sure the player and the agent wants the same, the same thing. Um, we've got to find something that, you know, I say the same thing, Jason, got to find something that works for the player and works for, works, works for the club. And I'm prepared to do, you know, whether it's one year, two year, three year, we haven't talked anything other than one or two or three years. Um, so hopefully we can find a solution, get him into camp. He's an important part of our team. So maybe a one-year deal, maybe a two or a three. I think this could very well turn out to be a one-year deal, probably for not a lot of money, maybe a million dollars max. I mean, the Oilers don't have a lot of room under the cap. Yes, the potential to put Clefbaum on LTIR, but as we talked about, maybe they're going to look to add even another veteran defenseman. And maybe that's maybe that's a good situation for Bear. If he comes out and has a great season, then maybe he's uh, he's in line for for a big raise once we get into late July and early August. So that's a storyline I think we're going to see play out into uh, next week and into the early part of the new year. Ethan Bear getting a new deal and hopefully getting to camp for the start of the season. All right, 780-496-0063 if you want to call or text. Like I said, the Nuge is coming up between 6.30 and 7, one-on-one chat with him. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Don't forget to go to 630shed.com, globalnews.ca for all the latest on the Oilers. I do have a full story up there on Ken Holland's comments today, and we're going over some of those on the show tonight. Monday Night Football is underway. The Steelers and the Bengals, two and a half minutes into the first quarter. No score, though. Obviously, the Steelers at 11-2, heavily favored against the two 10-1 Bengals. I have a text here from Don who says, what does Premier Ford's close-down order in Ontario mean for the Leafs and the Senators? Well, Don, you may not like this answer because I don't have a complete one for you, but it is I don't know. Chris Johnston from Sportsnet, who we had on this show a couple of weeks ago, he's always great to talk to, put out this earlier today on social media. Ontario Premier Doug Ford, moments after announcing he's enacting a province-wide shutdown, says, quote, no decision has been made on whether the Leafs and Senators will be allowed to play games at home in January. Now, it's being worked on. Uh, I, to me, through all this, I, I think the one province that might turn out to be uh, a, a hang-up about this, in, in my mind, most likely would be British Columbia. Maybe the Canucks have to start the year as a, a bit of a traveling band 
or you know might have to wait a few weeks before they're able to play their games at home. Don, relevant point. Uh, I don't have a full answer for you there. I don't. I don't think people who work with the NHL have quite full answers for you yet. But I'm glad you brought it up. It's definitely something that needs to be considered. Dr. Dina Hinshaw, Alberta's chief medical officer of health. She commented today on talks with Oilers and Flames to play their seasons in their home rinks. I've been having conversations with my colleagues across the country as this isn't just an Alberta decision. Of course, the decision involves all those locations that have NHL teams. Uh, and so the critical piece is that we're able to find a path forward that ensures that public health is protected. And that's the, the work that we're in right now. Okay, so basically she's saying that they're working on it I, I think that th- they want to make it work. They made it work in the bubble environment in the summer in Edmonton and Toronto. And everything, I mean, Ken Holland talked about it today. I'm sure you read stories over the weekend with the various people writing about it that if, yes, NHL players might travel, but then they'd pretty much have to stay in their hotels. They, they would go to the rink for morning skates and games, but they'd have to stay in their hotels for, for meals, no going out for supper, no going out to the, to the pub or to the bar to hang out or, or anything like that. So it wouldn't necessarily be in a bubble, but they try to control them and obviously limit their contact with the outside world. So that where that stands. So personally, I think BC is the biggest hang up. And I think if I had to pick one team in Canada that wouldn't be playing games in its home rink, especially to start the season, I would pick the Canucks. But we'll see where that goes. And I appreciate you asking that question, Don, for sure. The Big L says, Reed, under this format, I'm assuming it's going to take somewhere between 67 and 70 points to make the playoffs. That's something the Oilers achieved annually for a long, long time, LOL. Now they need to do it in 56 games. That's pretty good, Big L. Who also says, if they can come out of the gate strong, avoid those characteristic stinkers against teams they should beat like Ottawa, and the goalie tandem doesn't leak beyond a game or two, then they stand a chance. Division's going to be fun. Division's going to be fun. Uh, I do agree, Big L. Ottawa's probably going to finish last, though I think they'll be competitive. Remember this. Neither the Senators nor the Maple Leafs have ever lost a game in Rogers' place. Both Ontario teams are 4-0 in the new building since it opened. So... That trend will have to change if the Oilers are going to be a contender this season. All right, we got a break for the news and weather. Ryan Nugent Hopkins on Inside Sports. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Let me get back. updated on this epic Monday nighter between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati scoreless five and a half minutes into the first quarter we're going to talk to Ryan Nugent Hopkins he's going to join us in uh, well I'll say less than five minutes pretty soon we'll bring you the Nuge Jack Michaels between seven and seven thirty 
And 7.30 to 8 tonight for the final time in 2020, the Double E Coaches Show with Scott Milanovic and Morley Scott, the Canadian Football League, hoping to get things back on track in 2021. And our Double E, uh, Double e team here in Edmonton inching towards a new name. I think we can expect something there in the spring. Ken Holland spoke today, GM of the Edmonton Oilers. He was on with Bob Stoffer, Oilers Now from noon to 2. Get that full interview by going to the Oilers Now podcast, wherever you get your podcast, or the show page on our station website. Now, players have, they are allowed to opt out of this season if they're not comfortable playing under these circumstances. The deadline for that is December 27th, and uh, Stoffer asked about that or maybe any players not coming to camp. We've got a couple of situations of players that either uh, they've been in close contact with COVID or we're not sure if they've got COVID and that will affect, they've got a, if they're outside the country, they're going to need to continue to remain. Um, As an example, I know that Gaetan Haas on December the 14th played in a game in the Swiss League and there was a number of players in that game that that had COVID. He was in close contact, so he could not be on a plane until the 28th or the 29th of December and then when he gets to uh, Edmonton, he needs to quarantine again for for eight days. Uh, so I know that uh, Gaetan Haas will not be on the ice at the start of training camp. I don't believe he's got COVID, but he was in close contact and, and he's got to abide by all the rules. So I know we, got, we might have another player too. I'm just trying to get all the, all the information. So, uh, you know, beyond beyond the COVID situation, um, you know, I, I've got nobody told me that they've got, at this stage of the game, I don't have anybody, nobody's told me that they're planning to opt out. I haven't got any calls from players or their agents thinking that they're opting out. So uh, it's just about, about the the quarantining and certainly uh, you know to any of our players and I know that we've got obviously lots of players are going to be flying commercial certainly I've got my fingers crossed that we can get them all into Edmonton and you know you, you, you think about the airports and traveling over the Christmas holidays you, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a concern so hopefully we get good luck on getting our players into Edmonton and, and uh, nobody can get traveling in Okay so that's significant no Gaetan Haas, at least for the start of camp, because of some travel restrictions and quarantine time. And you heard Ken Holland say maybe there could be another player somehow affected by that. So we'll have to follow along with that. Another storyline to keep an eye on the Ethan Bear contract, maybe adding uh, another depth defenseman as we uh, move through all of this. All right. One guy who has become an incredibly popular player during his nine seasons with the Edmonton Oilers. He is back in town. Ryan Nugent Hopkins joins me now on Inside Sports. Ryan, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing well, Reed. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for checking in on the show. Often at this time of year, we're talking about the halfway point of the season, but now we're starting about the season starting soon. (laughs) How are you feeling now? We finally have a start date for training camp and the regular year. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's uh, been obviously a different time, but um, I know we're all excited to to hear the news that it's, uh, we got the green light here and get things started. So um, <clears throat> I know everybody's geared up and ready to go. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to finally get the uh, the go ahead, and uh, now we can get things rolling here. Tell us a little bit about how you've been staying ready. Uh, I mean, I know you're on the West Coast, so. Guys were kind of waiting, waiting, waiting for the call. Uh, how are you feeling? What have you been doing to stay in shape? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's been it's been pretty good for me. It's um, 
I've basically been doing a normal off-season program. I mean, uh, in the gym and on the ice. So um, nothing really has changed there. And that's uh, other than other than those two things. I mean, um, can't do a whole lot with the shutdowns and the restrictions going on. But uh, yeah, as far as training, as far as training wise, I've been uh, doing the same kind of stuff. So been lucky that way that uh, Vancouver didn't shut down uh, too much, too many of the facilities and stuff for skating and whatnot. Okay. Well, we, we know some details about how the year is going to look. It's, well, it's being called the North Division, but it's an all-Canadian division. This this is pretty unique. I mean, you know what it's like when it's an all-Canadian matchup. There are usually fans of the visiting team when a Canadian team comes to Rogers Place. When the Oilers travel, there's, there's usually support for you guys on the road. I know that fan element will be missing, but there's always that increased tension i think when it's a canadian team against another canadian team so what do you think of a whole year of that <laughs> yeah it's uh i think it's going to be pretty fun it's uh obviously we're going to get to know these these teams really well by the end of the season i think uh, we're playing them either nine or ten times so uh yeah it's going to be uh there's going to be intense games obviously shortened seasons uh um usually bring out uh, more intensity especially early in the year i mean there's not a whole lot to save it for not the 82 game schedule so um yeah it's going to be it's going to be fun i think i think i don't know for sure but i assume it's kind of the first time in the league history that there's been an all canadian division so it's uh pretty cool to be a part of that but um definitely like you said it's going to be interesting going into some of these buildings like uh, the bell center in montreal and and not having fans there so it's uh that'll be a little bit of an adjustment but we did get used to that in the bubble a little bit and usually you play the flames four or five times in a season it's going to be 10 ken holland revealed that today that'll be the flames and the canucks that you guys get 10 times the battle of alberta clearly ramped up last year with cassie and kachuk talbot smith i mean can you imagine playing the flames 10 times in, in the span of about uh you know three and a half four months uh, yeah, I think it's going to, um, they're going to be intense games for sure. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I bet we'll, it'll build off a of last season, like you said, but, um, and then again, we're playing all these other teams nine or 10 times too. So it's going to be, there's going to be some new rivalries come up for sure. And, um, I think every game is going to be intense out there. And, uh, I think early in the season, you kind of got to set the tone with your energy, energy level and, uh, kind of establish, establish ourselves early. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure the Battle of Alberta will be uh, be fun as usual. But um, like I said, I think uh, playing every team this many times is going to be uh, there's, it's going to be intense, and uh, there's going to be some heat in the games for sure. Ryan Nugent Hopkins joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Ken Holland also passed on some pretty significant news today as well, Ryan, and that is Oscar Clefbaum will not play this season. Um, man, I, I know as a pro athlete, you've you've dealt with injuries to yourself and to teammates. That's that's just part of the gig. But can you just uh, kind of take me through your emotions here, finding out you won't have Oscar for this season? Uh, yeah, I mean. Um... I've been talking to Oscar uh, quite a bit about it. Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of, it's been an ongoing thing. So it's, uh, it's something that he's got to take care of himself. And um, more than anything, I mean, obviously we're, we're going to miss him as a, as a D man, a solid D man there back, back there for us. But more than anything, just feel bad for him. I mean, he's uh, been a guy who's uh, been around as long as I have and um, obviously become really good friends with him. So I just, uh, um, it's tough to see him having to, to miss a full season like this. I just uh, obviously hope that he uh, recovers well and um, 
uh, and, and feels good uh, after this whole process. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to miss him absolutely in the dressing room on the ice, but I think more than anything, um, we're all just wishing him the best and uh, the best recovery he can have. Now, on the back end, a player has been added who's a very good player. That's Tyson Berry, who probably is going to jump in on the power play. He's had some prolific offensive seasons. I don't know if you know Tyson at all uh, away from the rink, but t- tell me a little bit about what you think he can he can add to the Oilers. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, a very, very skilled player. Um, he knows when to jump, uh, jump up in the rush. I think uh, that's going to be a lot of fun playing with him as – uh, a lot of the time he can be a fourth forward, beat, beat guys off the ice and stuff. So um, <clears throat> I do know him a little bit uh, off the ice, but yeah, it's, it's going to be fun having him around and obviously a, an experienced guy in the league too. And um, yeah, I, I think if he uh, gets a chance to, to um, man the power play back there, it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, we'll have some, we'll find some success. So uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of quite a few new additions that uh, we're all really excited for. Yeah. What about Kyle Turris? Probably going to, Ken mentioned today, probably slot in as a third line center, kind of a position you guys have been looking for some production out of the, the, the last, uh, the last two seasons. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, uh, an experienced player in this league and um, has always put up good numbers. He's solid uh, both ends of the rink. And um, yeah, like I said, the experience I think is going to definitely help us. Uh, um, our whole team. So um, right-hand shot too uh, for those important face-offs. And he's, uh, he's definitely really good in the, in the face-off circle. So um, another good addition for us. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, what he can bring for us as well. Ryan, want to touch on a couple other things with you here. The world juniors are set to go at Rogers place. The Canadian team looking pretty good going into, into this tournament. You were a member of uh, of a world junior squad uh, in Russia, you guys undefeated through the round robin, and uh, and you wound up finishing fourth after a couple of tough games when it got to the playoffs. But how do you, how do you look back on that experience now that, that you're a little older? Um, well, I mean, uh, as an experience overall, getting to play for uh, uh, Canada and the World Juniors it was always something that I dreamed of doing growing up. Um, I was actually, it worked out in my favor that we kind of had a, we had a lockout that year. So I got to go as a 19 year old and um, the overall experience bonding with the guys, getting to know some of these players um, was, was awesome for me. It was amazing. But um, overall, <clears throat> the, the feeling that I have looking back is a little bit of disappointment, just uh, not getting a medal. Obviously you go in there and, and being a Canadian team, you, you expect to win gold and um we didn't get that done. So it, uh, it definitely is. Uh, I still, I still look back and it's, uh, it, it stings a little bit for sure. But um, I mean, it, it wasn't a lack of trying uh, on anybody's part. It just uh, didn't work out for us. So um, yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but I'll still be watching this year and uh, definitely cheering the team on. What would you say to the kids if you got 30 seconds in the dressing room with them for a game or before practice? Um, I mean, obviously enjoy it. Uh, it's once in a lifetime for most of these guys. And, um, I mean, it, it might add a little bit more pressure, but I think these guys like it, but, uh, all of Canada is watching. I mean, every, every, every Christmas right after Christmas, you know, the world juniors is coming on. So I, uh, especially in this country, um, everybody loves it. And, uh, we take a lot of pride in that team. Okay. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you're on inside sports. I, I should touch on this as well. Ken Holland in October around draft and free agency mentioned there'd been some talks with uh, 
with your agent about a possible contract extension as you go into the final year of your deal. I asked him about it today. He said there, there hasn't been some talks in a while, but obviously, uh, you know, he's hoping that, that you'll be back here. Uh, well, you're back for this season and be an Oiler well beyond that. How are, how are you feeling about that? Is there anything you can tell me your fans just about going through this, this process and, and uh, hopefully finding a new deal here? Uh, yeah, uh, just like uh, Ken said, I mean, we, there has been a bit of talk in the past. Um, obviously, a, <clears throat> a weird, uh, different time to be uh, talking contracts, but um, yeah, it's the kind of the world we're in right now, so um, it's the way it is. But uh, at, this, at the same time right now, I'm just focused on getting the season started. And uh, um, in my mind, I mean, I know it's there, but I'm going to, put it on the back burner and just really focus on getting the, uh, getting the season going and, uh, and getting started the right way on uh, with the team here. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to join the guys on the ice the next week or so. And um, yeah, like I said, that's, that's definitely my primary focus right now. Okay. Well, Ryan, thanks for checking in. It's nice to talk hockey with you and hopefully we're going to have a few chances to do this throughout the year as well. Thanks for coming on inside sports. Merry Christmas to you and your family. You as well, Reed. Thanks for having me. Right on. That is the nooch. So no update on contract talks. I think that, as Nooch said, they want to get the season going. I know a lot of you are anxious, eager. You want to find out the Nuge is going to stick around. I, I think he will. But as as he alluded to there, the environment has changed. Things have changed with the financial situation in the NHL, how things are going to look with the cap moving forward. So I think there will be some, some details to iron out, but uh, I, I know we'll get to the Ken Holland clip on this situation after the break. I, I did see some people speculating that there, there might be some, some issues with this. I, I, I don't see that. I don't hear that in any of the, in any of the comments. I, I understand maybe you might be nervous about it. Um, I think they got to get Ethan Baird done here. That's a priority for camp. And then I think you can work on Nuge throughout the season. 780-496-0063 if you want to check in. Monday Night Football, three and a half left in the first quarter. The Bengals have the lead. They're up 3-0 on the Steelers. Back after the break. Clefbaum will not play in the upcoming season. Gaetan Haas in close contact with players with COVID-19 in Switzerland. So he has to go through some quarantine here. He can't fly to Edmonton yet. So he's not going to be on the ice for the start of training camp. Drake Kajula, the former Edmonton Oiler who spent last season with the Chicago Blackhawks, has uh, signed on with the Arizona Coyotes. He gets a one-year one-year contract, so all the best to uh, Drake Kajula as he starts a new chapter in his career. You know, it's uh, it's going to be fun with the Canadian division. I did see something a little curious uh, on the weekend. Well, I, I, I found it curious. Maybe people will just think it's silly. But there's a gentleman here. Uh, his name is Sean Tierney. He's on Twitter, at Charting Hockey. 
Now, Sean is uh, the director of analytics for the Hamilton Bulldogs in the Ontario Hockey League. And he was tweeting out simulations of the upcoming NHL regular season. And he had the, uh, the, the I guess, the North Division. I got used to calling it that. They didn't call it the Canadian Division. They called it the North Division. He had the North Division pretty close. As a matter of fact, he only had seven points separating second place from sixth place. He had Ottawa a little further behind. He had Winnipeg with 62 points, Edmonton and Montreal both with 60 points, and then he had Calgary and Vancouver with 55 out of the playoffs. What was curious was the separation he had at the top of the division. Now, I don't know what he used for the simulation, but he had the Toronto Maple Leafs going 42-8-6 for 90 points in 56 games. If that happens, I will fill every pothole in the city of Edmonton with toothpaste. If the Leafs or any other team gets 90 points in the regular season, 42-8-6. I mean, he has Detroit as likely the worst team in the league. He has Ottawa as the worst team in the North Division. If the Leafs played Ottawa 56 times, they probably wouldn't win 42. So I don't know what criteria is being used for that. I just uh, This isn't me trolling the Leafs because I think they're going to have a very good team. I, I think they're going to finish in the top three in the division. A lot of people think they're going to win it. Yeah, I think like a lot of the Canadian teams, they have some really pronounced strengths. I do think they have some weaknesses that turn out, could have turned out to be pretty devastating. I, I would say the same thing about the Oilers or, or the Flames or the Canucks for that matter. But I, 42, 8, and 6, like that's 135 points if you play 82 games. So I don't know where that, that comes from, but I think sometimes all these simulations and all this paper hockey goes a little too far. And that was my point a couple of months ago when two voters, and it was only two voters, revealed that they didn't vote for Leon Dreisaitl for the Hart Trophy. And when I say didn't vote, I don't mean didn't pick him first place. Because you know what? Nathan McKinnon had a great season. Connor Hellebuck, yeah, he won the Vesna. You could make an argument. Maybe he just should have won the Hart as well. Panarin was awesome. I get it. But to not have the leading score in the NHL, even in your top five for the Hart Trophy, I don't get it. And that's where I think some of the analytics people take it too far. They focus so many on these detailed little stats that they detract, that they ignore something that's really important. And that is ultimately results matter. The outcome of the game matters. Actually getting goals and assists matter. Yes, it's great to have zone time, and it's great to get a lot of shots on goal. They've, they they got to go in, though, for your team to actually be good. Like, I feel that, that some people have taken the analytics so far, and a lot of it started in baseball, which starts with a very simple showdown, one-on-one, so it's easier to quantify that showdown. But, you know, when you say a player with a good Corsi is better than a player with a ton of points. That's like saying in baseball, a guy who hit 40 balls that died at the range, the, the warning track and got caught is better than the guy that hit 20 home runs. I mean, at some point you have to acknowledge the home runs are the ones that actually count because they're clearing the fence. All right. Rant over. Well, for now because I have to break for the news. Speaking of ranting, I have no idea where this is going to go. Jack Michaels coming up. Double E football team coaches show is then between 7.30 and 8 with Scott Milanovic and Morley Scott. 780-496-0063 if you'd like to chime in back after the break.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.